1: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Standing by for Cowboys COO Vice President Stephen Jones here in the G Bag Nation. Hour number two. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Rodas. We got Eric Chiafalo, my nosebleed brethren, back in the saddle Lucius Alexander and Carter Freeman coordinating uh, your video as well on Twitch and on YouTube. Cowboys big game tomorrow night against the Lions, looking to snap this two-game losing streak. And you know, I I know you do an excellent job breaking down the film, and we uh, got the preview of the Lions' offense and defense as we look at some of the matchups in this one to watch. I think you brought up a big one, and CeeDee Lamb has had so much success out of the slot, yeah. and you saw it against Miami, right? That was a matchup this time last week. We were discussing, okay, you can take advantage of that against the Dolphins secondary. Now, Brian Branch is a guy, certainly, you're going to have to be wary of.
0: No, you are, and this is a, it's a ball hawking safety group, and it's a a ball hawking nickel corner, and the thing with Branch is he has that ability to, uh, you know, he has the ability to cover. He played, as we know, we watched him at Alabama when he was a a free safety, played down in the box. Really an outstanding player for the Lions right now, and he was an outstanding player at Alabama. He really was.
2: Slid to the second round there, but joining us now, courtesy of the DMM leasing hotline here, and brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. Cowboys vice president and COO, Stephen Jones. Stephen, happy New Year, sir. How was Christmas for you?
1: We had a great Christmas with the family, and uh, everything went well. We just got a only thing we didn't get was that win against Miami, but uh, uh, we just got to get back on track here and get our momentum going into the playoffs.
2: Well, it'll certainly be a special night tomorrow at at and I'm sure we'll ask you about Jimmy getting into the Ring of Honor, but uh, what are your thoughts about this Lions team coming into Arlington?
1: Well, Dan Campbell's done an amazing job, certainly playing at a high level. Uh, you know, we've run against two teams here that, you know, had – uh, some nice days uh, running the ball, and I'm sure we'll see it again. I mean, Dan does a great job. They're physical, and, you know, with their two backs, they're two of the best in the business. And, uh, you know, we've got our work cut out for us. But we look, uh, you know, obviously we're playing real well at home at AT&T. And our fans just do an amazing job of uh, really giving us the home field advantage and hopefully that will work in our favor.
2: How close were you guys to ever actually getting Dan Campbell on staff as a coach once he was done playing?
1: Well, we made a couple runs at him and just didn't work out. But uh, Dan's one of our favorites. I mean, he's obviously a Texas man and from Texas, and but just doing an incredible job uh, for the Lions there and motivator and uh, motivator of men, and uh, just have nothing uh, but respect uh, for the job he's done there in Detroit,
0: Stephen. When you you mentioned about playing home at AT&T, and, and we've kind of thrown theories about why things on the road haven't worked out, and one of them I was talking about was communication. It just seems like your operation, and you played you played some really good teams on the road. I, I understand that too, but it just seems like the operation of the offense, it, it just seems more to it, more cleaner with communication and stuff uh, at home than on the road. Is that something, am I, am I going down the right path, or is that something that it, it's totally not, Anything you would think about?
1: Well, I think it's no different than any other teams up against. I mean, most of the uh, stadiums we play in, as you know, are all full this day and time. You have to, you have to give them some credit, and uh, you know, all these uh, home teams now have an advantage because they usually have a lot of people who are, who are, uh, you know, who are involved in terms of. uh, wanting to root for their home team so I just think it's part of it right now that these uh, hostile environments are a challenge and it is as you said Brian hard to communicate uh, you know when the uh, when you have the ball these crowds have gotten savvy and you know it's a legitimate factor but you know I think there's a lot of things that go into it and you know part of it is uh, you know you just got to uh, get in there and and stay focused and execute more than ever uh, when you're on the road. But uh, we'll get our hands around that. We're not, not worried about it.
2: Do you expect the uh, the loudest portion of the program to be when Jimmy gets inducted during halftime?
1: Oh, I, I I think it's a very uh, nice. Uh, you we know, obviously uh, Jimmy's going to be a part of our and you know, a lot of our fans have uh, uh, looked forward to that. And I think it'll be a great day.
2: What are some of your uh, memories of Jimmy, as, as people have been get sharing those all week long, but looking back on it, such a tremendous run there in that dynasty of the 90s?
1: Well, Jimmy was uh, one of my mentors, uh, you know, as far as the game goes, and uh, certainly learned a lot. I was, you know, in my late 20s, uh, uh, mid to late 20s when he was here, and, uh, you know, he was great with me. I loved working with him, and, you know, obviously he's very intense, uh, you know, out of college, he was, you know, he knew the uh, the person outside well because uh, he played against most of these uh, guys in college, especially the top, uh, especially the top talent in the country. He was very aware of that, but uh, you know, Jimmy just had a great play about him and yeah, Stephen. Sorry, him. I think I think there.
2: we're having a little bit yeah. of a connection issue with you. Maybe we can uh, try and, and get you back on the line and try and maybe it's just where you're located right now, but the signal coming across just a little scratchy. Can you hear me now? it's still just cutting in and out it's tough yeah well we'll go ahead and get you back uh get you connected or, or, or figure out a better way there but certainly he's a man on the go he certainly is yeah. i mean i'm sure it's busy right now plus yeah. you got the cotton bowl that's yeah. going on you Got the cotton bowl with mizzou and, right and then he's got his nephew paxton who's yeah. going to be playing for texas yeah. in the sugar bowl Charlotte's son. So, I mean, th- this is this is busy business right now yeah. going on with the Jones family.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it is. And uh, you know, but he was talking about some of his memories with uh, with 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 Jimmy and and you know, the mentorship. And I mean, Stephen has been very very fortunate, uh, you know, in being at a very young age and being involved with the National Football League and with involved with the team of uh, being around guys like a Jimmy Johnson, a Bill Parcells. You know, his father has some tremendous friendships too. The Al Davises back in the day and you know i steven has has always been a, a guy that has just the just a wealth of knowledge to you know he's one of those guys that listens he's very good at learning of things and understanding things and very smart and so yeah i mean it, it, i could see why we're jimmy johnson especially with the player evaluation part of things could, could really really help you there because of his knowledge with all that's going on with, uh, with at the time with college football and, and being this successful Coach that he was at the University of Miami. I wonder
2: what kind of festivities are involved for Jimmy Johnson and uh, these guys, like in lead up or after the game or whatever. Like, you got to think there's some level of shindig that uh, Jerry will be throwing.
0: Dave Campo was talking about that, that they did something for the Hall of Fame, and then this is more of a, Jimmy kind of wanted a more of a low key approach with the Ring of Honor, but this has to be a tremendous day for him. I mean, to, to, to be, this is one of the most difficult ring of honors if you're ever going to get in one this is because you could go around to some of these stadiums and it's like you know there's like 20 people up on the wall and they have 30 people up on the wall this one is a very 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 select group of guys that have, have been a part of this one
2: yeah i believe there'll be a dinner uh that some of the other ring of honor members that are there will happen pre-game yeah that they'll get to enjoy and, yeah. and that'll be fun i mean look troy calling the game and then i'm sure he's going to go right down from the booth he'll put on his ring of honor jacket they will have the ceremony at halftime we'll air that here on 105.3 the fan of course you'll be able to hear that on, on your home of dallas cowboys football but an outstanding tribute i'm sure will be in store uh with jerry bringing in jimmy and we've got steven back on now and and steven you were just in the middle i'm sorry about that before it broke up but you were just in the middle of sharing your thoughts on jimmy
1: yeah, Jimmy was just uh, you know, coming out of uh, you know, when we hired him, he and Jerry had a uh, you know, a great relationship, uh playing ball together in college and of course uh communicated all uh you know, in and out throughout his career and was the right choice for us and uh came in and I thought just brought great intensity. He obviously knew a lot of the talent coming out because uh obviously he'd won his national championships and played against uh some of the best players uh Uh, in the country in terms of uh, that, so he brought that element, but more than anything, I just think he had a a great way about motivating men, and uh, I think he came just at the right time, and we had a great run there, obviously, uh, winning two Super Bowl championships with him, building a championship-caliber football team, and as I said, he was one of uh, my mentors that I look back on, really taught me a lot about the game, Uh, you know, a lot about uh, uh, leading uh, men, and uh, just uh, hats off to him. And uh, obviously it's great that he's going in the ring of honor. I know our fans are looking forward to that. And uh, obviously a big part of uh, our run in terms of uh, the early part of our uh, being a part of the NFL. Uh, you know, he was a, a, a big part of that.
0: Steven, I couldn't imagine who's more competitive between him and your dad. You know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I just, you know, it, it, them working together the way they did. And we saw it from Green Bay as how great of job you guys did it was very difficult to compete against you guys but i just couldn't imagine those two working together as well as they did and and creating what they did uh with with the with the teams that you guys built
1: well both men have been so successful uh in about anything they do obviously jimmy did it in football uh for most of his career but then he's gone on with the Fox and been one of the top uh talents uh in terms of uh uh, communicating you know, what our game's all about year in year out, week in week out, and, and of course Jerry's had success in about everything he's touched—from uh, the oil business, real estate business, and of course uh, the NFL and all the uh, you know the innovative things that he's done for the NFL. Uh, you know, both men have been such huge contributors. Yeah. That's why they both wear gold jackets, and certainly a big. Uh, uh, it'll be great uh those two to be down on the field when uh, Jerry inducts uh, Jimmy into the Ring of Honor.
2: Steven, you're obviously part of the competition committee, and I was wondering your thoughts on Micah's frustration with the lack of holding calls and if the NFL has gotten back to you guys at all with any of the reasoning towards that.
1: No, I don't think there's a, you know, I, I'm just one of those who believes that these officials uh, or, you know, do a great job in general. I mean, it's never going to be perfect, just like players and coaches aren't perfect. Uh, you know, they they do the very best job they can. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, you get a player like Micah who's, uh, you know, obviously they're doing anything and everything they can to slow him down. And, uh, you know, you're always going to uh, wish there were more penalties in terms of, uh, uh, you know, what they're doing in terms of their techniques with Micah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know we get away with our share too. In terms of when you look at the film, uh, you know I'm sure other teams have great pass rushers who feel the same way. But uh, we'll continue. I know Michael continue to rush rush his ass off, and you know in the meantime, I'm sure he'll he'll get his down the home stretch.
0: Steven, there's been some reports coming out here recently about any some contract extensions or talks with. With Dak, is, is that really premature right now with you know people talking about when guys throw out numbers, what the contracts could be? Uh, is, is that really all just premature right now with what you guys are dealing with?
1: Well, at the end of the day, I'm sure uh, Dak's got his mind on one thing. That's trying to win a championship this yeah. year. I'm sure his contract's the furthest thing from his mind. Uh, certainly, organizationally, our focus is on winning this year. Uh, do people like myself and you know the guys who handle the salary cap uh, keep an eye on uh, what things are whether it be a DAC or for that matter a CD lamb or a mica Uh, you're always managing uh, not only the cap for this year but you're managing into the future and you certainly uh, you know when you're running your iterations of of what a salary cap might look like uh, which we have to do uh, certainly not a an issue for our coaching staff, the players, uh, Jerry, for that matter. But uh, we're always keeping up with what our cap might look like uh, into the future. So we do keep an eye on that. We do know where contracts are. But, uh, you know, Dak's, uh, you know, uh, the, the one and only leader of this team in terms of uh, being the main guy. Uh, we all know, uh, Jerry said it many times, I've said it what we think of Dak and know his future is bright here in uh, Dallas.
2: Well, speaking of Jerry, he was having fun this morning on our morning show talking about some of the pranks that the grandkids are playing on him. I was uh, wondering if, if you were ever successfully able to get a prank over on Dad.
1: <laughs> well, this uh, we have a lot of fun uh, when we're not working and uh, have a great time uh, uh, grinning with each other and uh, having light moments. And uh, Jerry was a big part of that as uh, well in terms of uh the pranks that he liked to play but uh obviously uh uh we have a lot of fun and the grandkids have picked up right where he my uncles uh obviously ourselves uh left off in terms of having a lot of fun with each other
2: well i know it's a busy weekend we had a lot of college football but uh, most importantly tomorrow night hopefully we come out with the w there Stephen. appreciate the time as always sir take care
1: hey great being on guys Y'all have a happy holiday. You as well. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to
2: you as well. Stephen Jones, your vice president and COO of your Dallas Cowboys, as we get you set for the game against the Lions tomorrow night. And, you know, honestly, Brian, it'd be great. And you gave us the details of Brad Allen. Yeah. But, I mean, Stephen is, is right. As we talk about how frustrated we are with Micah and the lack well, of calls, and Micah deserves the frustration. Yeah. But I'm sure if we did watch as closely as we do, Micah of a Miles Garrett or name that pass rusher, they're probably also being held a ton. I mean, it's just eventually you'd hope something's got to give. You can't go two months without a holding call.
0: No, and and that's the uh, Steven has to be very very careful. And I, I guarantee you, there's times where they're sitting in that box and it's you know Jerry and Will and they're all sitting there watching and and you know they got those screens in front of us and. You know Fox or CBS or ESPN—they're they're replaying and Mike is getting held and you know I'm, I'm sure Steven is losing his damn mind right now about it. You know, but he's on that competition committee. He really can't come out and say that that you know that Sean Hockley is you know needs to not officiate in the league anymore because he you know can't call a holding call. You know, I mean he he, he really can't say that. But I'm sure when him when when, when they sit down with Will and Mike and And Jerry, and they all just you know, they they look at the big picture of it. You know, Steven's like, "Listen, this is what we're fighting against right now. This is you know, he's trying to explain to everyone else what the situation is. But I guarantee you, though, he's also pissed off that Mike is not getting holding calls. He just can't say it to us in the way that he probably wants to.
2: All right, let's do some NFL news of the day. We got some players that have been placed on IR. Who's in, who's out for this weekend? Joe Flacco stats and Chase Honesty, that's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?